welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Grass is always greener, part one. It all began when Gerald Merrihew discovered that intelligent cows tasted better. Merrihew's farm had never been a large one, two fields sandwiched between other, much larger farms. But he lived simply, despite receiving a hefty legacy from his father. While others had moved onto the newfangled milking machines, Gerald, perpetually clothed in tweed trousers and jacket, liked nothing more than to roll up his shirt sleeves and personally milk every cow. Of course, this took much longer, but as he told anyone that cared to listen, a woman appreciates the personal touch. Why not a cow? Deirdre, Gertrude, Diana, Erin, the list went on, a dozen in all, and as he visited each one, they would chew the cud quite peaceably as he subjected them to the local gossip. Each one masticated steadily as Gerald regaled them with the story of who was seen shinning down Mrs. Pekin's drain pipe or whatever rural titbit caught his fancy. The fact that he never received a response from any of them failed to worry him. Life changed course for Farmer Merrihew one morning, as, stood in front of his grubby bathroom mirror, he happened to glance out of the fogged-up window. His hand, caught in the motion of scraping a blunt razor casually along his jawline, froze in place, then lowered, leaving the last few greying bristles to their business. There, at the top of the window, where the condensation had not quite crept, something extraordinary was happening, and he gently wiped his forearm across the window achieving in a single moment more cleaning than the bathroom had seen in months. Revealed in the damp pane of glass was the view down his driveway, which bisected his two wire-fenced fields. A wooden gate was set in each fence, opposite each other, to assist in the speedy movement of the animals. Currently, his cows were stood ruminating in the left-hand field, while the right-hand field held a dilapidated milking hut, the compact refrigeration unit for storing the milk prior to sale, and a small vegetable patch, Knowing that pastures are susceptible to overgrazing, Gerald made it a priority to switch the fields over each year, content with a loss of income from the empty field, in exchange for happy cows. One such cow, Brenda, had detached herself from the main group and was nosing at the gate. The farmer watched as she appeared to identify the simple piece of rope thrown over the adjoining fence post, then snag it with her probing tongue and gently unhook it. Then, with something approaching guile, she pulled the gate open just enough to escape, then closed it behind herself, hooking the rope back over. Frozen to the spot, Gerald looked on in horror as she trotted into the driveway. He was sure she would seize on this chance to escape him forever. Then the errant bovine approached the gate on the other side and, more confidently, unhooked it before entering the field. By the time Farmer Merrihew got to the gate himself, the black-pied Frisian was carefully munching on the grass, apparently not aware of the stir she had caused. He could only stare at the escapee as she calmly chewed with bovine patience. It was a simple matter to get her back into the field with the rest of the cows, but Gerald's mind was already spinning, even as he refastened the gate. The day's milking was, for the first time, conducted in eerie silence as his mind fairly crackled with possibility. That evening found him fastening a second piece of rope to the gate in addition to the first, and setting his alarm clock slightly earlier. Dew speckled the grass as he sat listening to the dawn chorus, his stubble scratchy against his hand. Finally, 
His nearly sleepless night and diligence paid off as Brenda once again detached herself from the main group and approached the gate. The first rope came off with studied indifference, and then the thought seemed to penetrate her brain that things were different. A snuffling investigation ensued, and within a minute the second rope was also dangling loose, the gate swinging open to permit her exit. The farmer's eyes narrowed. To be honest, he wasn't even sure this was abnormal behaviour for a cow. He knew enough to keep them as good company, but the actual nuts and bolts of their physiology was a closed book to him. One hurried trip into the village later, and Farmer Merrihew was back, armed with a proper metal latch for the gate. Once again, the milking was achieved in total silence, but if they noticed, the cows chose not to pass comment. The following morning brought only further revelations, as Brenda once again conquered the new opening mechanism in mere seconds, and so a kind of strange rivalry began between cow and man. Each day, Gerald would come up with ever more complex gate locks, and each day, Brenda would overcome them with apparent ease. Two weeks passed before he began to flag, imagination finally running dry. One morning, Gerald awoke early, as was now his habit, and went to sit and watch Brenda take down the most recent effort a monstrosity of wood and metal that required her to hold down three paddles simultaneously and tongue a recessed button. A mug of coffee steamed between his hands as he waited for his challenger. A skin had begun to form on the now cold coffee when he finally realised something was wrong and went to investigate. He hopped over the gate and saw immediately that the other cows were grouped strangely around something on the ground. A hard lump seemed to settle in his stomach the black and white haunches separated to reveal the corpse of Brenda. Distraught, he checked her over, but nothing could be done. She was cold. He shed a tear for his worthy opponent, then climbed into his old flatbed truck and drove it into the field before dragging the meat into it. The rattling contraption, bottle green where it wasn't rusty, made some quite horrific noises as it wound down towards the village where Matheson, the butcher, waited. This was, of course, not the first time this had happened. Other fondly remembered cows had passed on, destined to be shared out by Gerald. Matheson took the choicest cuts for his shop, while the farmer travelled to several houses like a carnivorous Father Christmas, leaving packages still oozing vitals on doorsteps and in grateful hands. The grisly job completed, Farmer Merrihew returned to his house and primed the oven, intending to enjoy his last memories of the cow who had given him such pleasure. Into the oven went potatoes and parsnips for roasting, fresh carrots from the veg patch went into a saucepan, and a fillet steak was soon sizzling in the pan. The plate heaved with the weight of food on it, and his steak knife made a satisfying noise as it soared through the steak. That first bite was to be Gerald's undoing. As his teeth closed on the hunk of meat, the juices released from it seemed to explode on his tongue, more delicious than anything he had ever tasted. It was truly divine. In his mind, there could be only one answer. Brenda's unusual intelligence had caused some change to take place in her body, some fundamental alteration. The revelation was like the Titanic's prow, piercing the fog on the way to destiny. Suddenly, his path was clear. <laughs>